Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. Your chapter stamped 2017 is about to be closed and you're about to open a brand new chapter titled 2018. But before you do, I think we should talk about some revelations. I think that so many people uh, move on to New Year resolutions and goals and, and, and that's all great. You know, everything that you want for the new and uh, you want to write a brand new story. I think that's exciting. But I think there is a missed skip, uh, missed step there. What did I say? Skip? It, there's a skipped step there, and that is uh, looking back. And I'm not saying that we have to like open the black box and and examine what exactly happened and all that. Um, we don't have to put a black light through <laughs> over 2017. But I think it's good to kind of pull back, take a breath. Look back, reflect, you know, what were your learnings, what were your revelations, you know, like you're on a porch swing thinking about the past, not like you are um, in your therapist office processing, examining everything, dissecting. Okay, so for me, I'm just going to pick three because, um, you know, I don't want to run through a giant list. I'd rather expand on three big things that I've learned this year um, than, than think about, you know, 50 things. I think that sometimes when your list grows like that, um, you kind of forget and it's, it's a little meaningless. So looking back at the year, man, so much could happen in, in a year, right? And that's, I mean, that's good and bad um, because if your year was shitty, then a lot has happened and your life has probably changed in some way. Uh, but at the same time, know that with a brand new year comes um this could be the best year of your life. And, you know, this time next year, you could be at a whole different place. You could be um, in a different different uh, career path. You could be with someone different. You could, I mean, who knows? Whatever your goals are, wherever you're swimming toward, um, you could see the island. You could be on the island. Who knows? Anything's possible. And within a year, anything could happen. So uh, this last year for me was interesting. Um, the three, my three takeaways... The first one is, uh, my revelation is, um, hold on to what you want, but let go of what that will look like and when it will come. That was one big lesson for me in 2017. Um, you know, I do a lot of visualization. I do a lot of walking and um, I almost call them active meditations. So sometimes when I'm on my motorcycle or if I'm in a state where I'm very present, um, you know, that that's also a form of meditation. You don't have to be sitting on a yoga mat or, you know, um, in a dark room lit with candles. It doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're um, focusing on on, uh, on being super present and being aware and conscious in your breath. So one thing that I've learned is that um, although I do have uh, visions and although I do um, visualize and I have very specific wants and where I want to go, um, I also have to let go of what that would look like. So let me give you one example, um, and I'll try to make it quick. I live in this uh, this um, this cute little Cape Cod-y, uh townhouse. 
that's in Los Feliz, and I moved here after an expired relationship of about two and a half years, and I never called it my home. It was always like, it was like transitional living, right? It was like heartbreak hotel. I saw it as a place to sleep, and then I would be gone in, you know, in coffee shops during the day or on sessions or out with friends or whatever, and I would just sleep here. And I felt that home was missing in my life. Like I didn't have my safe tree. I didn't have a place to reboot and re-energize. And so this feng shui friend I have said, you should just make it your home. Uh, because my definition of home was wrapped in a picket fence, right? My definition of home was uh, my dream place, which is probably the hills and, you know, some modern house with some nice vehicles, etc. my toys. And because this wasn't that, I just didn't think it was home. And so I, I listened to her and I um, I bought some candles, I bought a rug, you know, I bought some little things, moved some things around. Um, but what's in- interesting is I also... Um, I made that intention, like put it into the universe. I really want this to be a, a home for me. Um, and what happened was it ended up becoming a home, but nothing like I imagined. So what I mean by that is uh, HQ, meaning my my startup, my company, um, our company with my partners. Uh, we all meet here, our little team, and we work here. Um, so it's kind of become um, HQ for us, right? Uh, I've also helped about six people, five or six people who have come to Los Angeles and they just needed, you know, a place to stay or just really cheap rent. Um, and if you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't, don't hit me up wanting, <laughs> cause there's two bedrooms here and I, I only need one and they're pretty, the bedrooms are pretty big upstairs. Um, suddenly I'm going to get a shitload of emails asking if they could stay with me. But, um, I've helped, uh, you know, four or five people get on their feet and transition into LA and now they're doing okay. And uh, so it's become a home in that way. And also recently I've been having a few dinners, um, which I've never done here before. There's like three plates here and and a fork, you know. So um, having some warm dinners and conversations and having people over and all of that is like it's now turned into a home, but it's not what I thought home would look like, if that makes sense, right? But the feeling of home, it's a different type of home. And it's home for me right now. So just using that story as an example, that's one example of um, the universe delivering things to you that may not look um, like you want it to look like, you know. And so it's really important to hold on to what you want and where you want to go, but also hold on to them loosely because how things are going to unfold and be delivered to you um maybe completely unexpected or not what you wanted and you know i'm sure you know this because we meet people that when we we don't when we don't expect and we learn things from people that we didn't expect to right and sometimes our our most powerful collisions happen um never in the way that we want to but just in this magical serendipity kind of way um serendipitous i don't know anyway in a way that is uh, unpredictable and um redefines your definitions. So that's my first lesson. My second lesson of 2017 is to be a student to love. And I put comma always because, man, I've been divorced. I've been in, I mean, I've been in relationships that were 10 years. I've been in relationships that were three. Uh, Another one that was two. I've been in relationships that were four months. And I've also been um, dating. And um, I like this idea of just being a student because I think that if we try to define what love should look like, um, and of course, 
I believe in non-negotiables. I believe in healthy. I believe in boundaries and all that stuff. So I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about having very strict definitions on what love should look like. Uh, I think you're limiting yourself. And so I, this year, just decided to approach love like a student and uh, just wide-eyed and open and however things unfold, um, you know, be responsible, but also be open to the experience and be super present. Um, of course, you know, with all this, there's possible uh, heartbreak, you know, people can get hurt, but I don't think there's any way around that, whether it's dating or in relationships. I think whenever you decide to invest in anything, whether it's one date, well, maybe not one date, I don't think that's going to hurt you, but you know, um, whether it's, you know, a few months or a marriage, uh, there's, there can be possible pain, you know, so that's the buy-in, that's the Annie, but after that, just being open to love um, and learning. I think we can learn so much from love. And I think that if you limit your definitions of love and what they should look like, you're going to stop your learning. So that's my second lesson of 2017. And my third lesson, I think, is um, something I'm always going to keep in my back pocket. I think it's powerful. I think we should all practice it. And it's basically... uh, the power of simplifying. I think that when your world gets noisy, and it does, of course, daily, right? So whether it's stress or anxiety or, um, you know, people treating you a certain way or bills or, you know, whatever the noise is, your own thoughts, fears, whatever the noise is that that is making your day-to-day cloudy and creating anxiety and graying you out, um, I think the best way to reboot Uh, to realign, to get back on your life tracks, is to simplify. And what I mean by simplify is pull back and ask yourself, what's meaningful to you? Who is meaningful to you? You know, what relationships actually matter? What relationships do you want to invest less in or less in or maybe want to let go of? Um, There's only so much time in the day, you know. How do you want to spend that time? Simplify everything. Simplify, you know, maybe you don't need to. um, This is one of the things that I I spend so much money on going out and eating. Um, Maybe simplify your expenses. Maybe simplify some of your habits. Um, You could simplify the way you think through meditation, through different thought patterns, through, through putting an effort into it. Just, I just think that life gets so complicated, and sometimes, you know, it gets complicated very fast, right? Um, we have to pull back, and we have to simplify. So I don't know what that looks like for you. I know that in all areas of my life, um, when I get stressed out, I just really uh, pull back, you know, ask, ask the why questions, why you're doing something, why you're investing in someone, um, why you're creating something, why you're writing something, you know, why are you punching the clock? Why, you know, and, and these whys can be temporary, you know, if you're paying off credit cards or if you're doing something as a stepping stone or if you're in something um, that is good for right now and you're okay with that, that's sure, you know, that's fair. So, um, but it's, it's good to just really simplify um, and get down to why you are doing what you're doing um, because when we have peace with that, you know, then the other things that are peripheral and that are just thorns and, and pebbles in our shoe that just get us down, none of that really matters at the end of the day, you know. Um, if you're a parent, you know, um, you start thinking about your children and maybe what's really important is 
you know, how they're raised or the, or your, your, um, the way that you, the, the kind of time you're spending with them or et cetera. You know, if you're, um, if, if your marriage, if you're married and, and your marriage is obviously, uh, super important, simplify elements of your marriage, you know, what, what is in that marriage that is getting, um, complicated, you know, because if it's, if it's complicated, then suddenly it's messy. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves, um, and this is a one way of simplifying it, reminding ourselves why we are with someone, uh, reminding ourselves uh, the positive in things. Um, if you want to simplify your fitness, you know, you might want to change that up. You want to simplify your diet. So all of that stuff. I've learned that uh, this year, the more complicated my life gets, um, the more I need to simplify so I stay on the tracks. I know that if I don't simplify the complication of life, including the turbulence of life, uh, can throw me off off my tracks and suddenly I'm not headed uh, to where I'm he- supposed to be headed, but you know I'm now drifting and, and I could get lost very fast. Anyway, guys, it's going to be 2018. I am super excited for this year um, for me, but also for you, and I hope that you guys are going into it with optimism, with hope, with certainty. I hope you guys are going into it with a fucking smile. (laughs) Um, I hope you're going into it with more wisdom. I hope you are going into it with kindness, uh, not only for others, but toward yourself. And I hope you're going into it non-judgmental and seeking magic, you know? I think we live in such a left-brain, logical should life that um, we gotta leave room for magic. We gotta leave room for poetry. We gotta leave room for serendipity and all the the, the stuff that um, happens um, that we are not expecting um, that turn out to be uh, meaningful and amazing. Happy New Year, guys, and I will see you or you will hear me <laughs> in 2018. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive. There's only two things you need to be a life coach, a story, which everyone has, and a passion to help others.